Hey, yeah. Hey. Calling all barbs. Hey, yo, calling B. all barbs. Calling all barbs. Calling so. all of them. Please, please, um, fasten your seatbelts and lift your trade tables up because we are about to land in Gag, Gag City. City, Mama. Oh. <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry. I don't understand anything except my money. Too busy. Oh, my God. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Up and The Out Podcast. Yo, it's the podcast, and we on the uh, and we on the airwaves, and we like a radio, but you never want to play. Uh, that's why we get no listens. Whoop. Okay. We are back, everyone, for another episode, and this week I think you can tell by our fabulous looks what we're giving today. If you are not, <laughs> if you are not watching this episode on the YouTube's, and you're listening to the audio only version, um, yeah, you, go to the YouTube. You're doing it wrong. You're, this yeah. one is, ladies and gentlemen, her. This one is giving more than we've ever given before. Honestly, um. Look, you know what this taught me? Look, synthetic wigs are not it. It taught me that if I were to ever do drag, I would need a lot of makeup. <laughs> because I'm giving man in a wig. Contouring is an art form. I'm not Anna Wintour, although I may look it. Or I'm Ed not Edna Mode. Though I'm, I wanted to serve, look, I wanted to serve, what's your name, B.O.B., so they calling you Bob. Well done, Mama. But it's, it's giving the vibe. The Bob is looking more like that lady on uh, the Amanda Show. <gasps> Girl. <laughs> who's, you know, deranged. So all of them. Death to all of them. Um, But yeah, I think Gunter's serving. He's, I mean, it's still man in a way. It's not bad. It's just not good. So I learned through this process that just because the wig is cheap, even though you don't make any money on the pod, it might piss you off enough to where you would spend money on a decent wig in the future. It is made of plastic and it feels like a ton of plastic fibers are stabbing my neck constantly. Yeah, so it kind of fun. feels like I'm going to have like an allergic reaction on my neck. Yes, it's giving, it's giving <laughs> yeah. um, anaphylactic. Um. But look, we wanted to celebrate the drop of Pink Friday 2 with y'all. We're going to do our typical album review where we go through everything. Mm -hmm. We get into the details. We get into the tracks. We get into our ranking. And she is a 22-track album, so yeah, this is going to be a longer episode. Um, But I guess we should do our ups and outs. Yeah. Do you have some? Do you have some prepared? Um, Are you ready? My up is that... I'm putting myself out there for other jobs. Okay. I don't I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or anything, but you know, I have some hope. Yeah. Oh. Very little. That's but some. new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your up? Um my up is if you haven't played the Jedi uh is it Jedi Survivor? And Jedi yes. Fallen Order. The first one is right. Fallen Order. The yeah. sequel is uh, Survivor. So I recently finished those two games. I, You know how people say binge watching? I think there's also binge gaming. Oh, there is. Where you just sit and for hours you play the same game. And so I did that. And they're very, um, I think, it's, it's very much like playing the reboot Tomb Raider games. 
like the mechanics are very similar to that and it's, be careful because people have many feelings about those games oh, well true but i like that i do too. because i think the tomb raider games are really good so that was a compliment um but yeah it's fun it's hard though girl girl don't talk about that girl it is like i don't know what i think about that girl if i don't understand how anyone plays it on a difficulty harder than like the medium difficulty because yeah. i died many times but it was still very fun so that's my up um my out is that oh i had it and i just lost it you want me to do mine yeah do yours because i okay. have one and i lost it i lost it well my out is kind of a random one but i heard about it so you know that new priscilla movie is out this this wig and 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 glasses for some reason makes me want to talk like Wendy Williams, but I'm not gonna death do to that. all of them. <laughs> um, you know how there's that new Priscilla movie out about um, Elvis Presley's wife, ex-wife, ex-wife, yeah. yeah, or widow, I guess. Um, they well, got they got divorced and then he, he died. died. Yeah. yeah. But so, in the movie and in her autobiography, there are so many things about their relationship that I didn't know about, and I'm kind of like, so my out is Elvis. Because I'm like, how are people standing him? One, yeah, he was kind of. I don't even think his music is that good. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah. I think Elvis was very overblown. He was just pretty and had a deep voice. Which and and that's a lot. Look, we we live near Memphis, and so that's like sacrilegious to be like Elvis isn't that good because people are obsessed. It's okay, here. I don't want to walk around Memphis right now. Anyway. No, it's too dangerous. Um, that's just the tea. But basically, he met Priscilla. When he was 24 and she was 14. Yeah, that's way more You want to talk about a groomer? That's... Like, what are you... What are we doing? And it's not in defense of it, but, like, society in the West for, like, de hundreds of years, that was considered pretty normal until we started to realize that, like, oh, we're, like, expecting teenagers to make rational decisions when their brains aren't even developed. Like, now we see it no. as a problem because it is. But well, back then, yeah. they didn't know. Well, they didn't see it. It is just, The like, same way we do. the epitome of grooming because he, yeah. she moved in with him while she was still in high school at the age of 16. Ugh. And so she depended on him for everything. Like, he had to pay for everything. So she had she could not get away. She's she 16, had no doesn't autonomy. have a job. Yeah. And all this stuff. And he would give her drugs throughout the day to keep her awake and nice. also drugs to help her go to sleep nice. while she was 16. And he was so manipulative. So he was devoutly Christian, right? Sure. And so he wanted Priscilla to be a virgin until they got married. That was like his thing. Like, you have to be pure until we're married and then we can do stuff. You ain't nothing but a but hound dog. meanwhile, he's going around having relations with all these women around the country while she's at home being like i have to be pure for my husband <laughs> it's <laughs> like i said old school mentality yeah. is all over this he would get angry if her nail polish was chipped like if she wasn't always perfectly <sighs> presenting herself mine just chipped um and his manager would tell him that she has to remain indoors, like stay at home, because if he was ever seen with her in public, it would tarnish his like heartthrob image. True. To true. acknowledge that he like had a wife. And then apparently in her autobiography, she tells us one story about she was doing her homework because she's a child. She's, and, yeah, she's and, in high school. And he's like standing over her at the kitchen table and he like said something and she looked up 
at him, you know, moved her whole head to look up at him. And he either like, like shoved her head back down or like slapped her a little bit and was like, don't look at me like that. You have to look up at me with just your eyes. Is this true? Yes. To maintain like the, I'm so innocent image. Is this a dramatization or a documentary? No, this is in her autobiography. Oh, She wrote that that happened. Yikes. Which is so nasty so we don't stand elvis he's my out and also he stole music from people of color and then like capitalized on it and yeah so um we've been knowing about that too it's a chop it's a chop he wasn't that great he was overrated but of course western society promotes and props up people who were probably some of the most problematic people ever yeah and it's just typical also like if you want to go back people who are like standing elvis are probably the people that think drag queens are groomers but meanwhile for real though yeah so that's my out i don't get him i don't get why people hype him up so much um i remembered my out because i checked my list Mm. um some people might feel called out by this. People that we know personally. Um, but I don't care. We're in our Nikki. <laughs> We're calling the Borbs out. Um, my out is people who buy like purebred dogs mm. from like puppy breeders, puppy mm. mill vibes. There are so many animals out there that need a sweet, loving home that like are perfectly beautiful and like there are even purebreds that are out there on the streets there's like uh there's like i just saw an article this morning about how there's this like area where people are dumping their golden doodles and i'm assuming that it's because they're like defective like they're not like the perfect golden yeah and so they just dump them off Mm -hmm. because they can't sell them to anybody ew and like dumping them out in a field not at a rescue and i'm like how I don't know if it gets more evil than breeding life that you have to be basically fully in control of and then choosing who to sell that life to to make a profit and then which ones you deem are defective living creatures and then you dump them off somewhere because they're not your problem. And also the people that buy these animals and promote this cycle this chain like you're creating the market for these purebred life forms i guess when there are like hundreds of dogs in shelters that oh the animals are like like hundreds of thousands they they and kill shelters are still very much a thing oh yeah people think it's not like a thing anymore but no it's a thing when they run out of room if they've had animals for up for adoption for long enough and they might have like a problem because they were abused and no one wants to adopt them because no one has the patience to like retrain them or whatever those animals will be euthanized and even sweet animals who um were like hit by a car and then rehabbed at a rescue place and then someone doesn't want the cat that's missing an eye like something's life shouldn't be a commodity and i know that this might sound hypocritical if you still eat meat which i do um but we do try to buy only organic and free range uh Chicken, chicken and meat and stuff can't all be perfect but uh, we're not going out and buying a dog for like four grand also, from y'all, a breeder it's so expensive yeah like, it's like well, going going that's because they know you want it well no i know but like taking it away from just the the ethics of it it's like y'all that's so much money you can go and adopt a dog for like a hundred bucks yeah a dog that will appreciate and love because it's been through something that's probably why it's in a shelter and will be forever like loyal and your best friend and always 
like forever grateful and happy that it has someone that wanted it and gave it the space to just live its life out with no problems. And like this also happens with cats too. Oh yeah. Um, which I really and I mean, there are so many stray cats yeah. because people like are like, well, they can fend for themselves. So whether it's purebred or not, if we're just tired of it, we'll just let it out, and if it goes, it goes. Is every, like, pet that you've ever had been adopted? Yeah, right? Yeah, like, rescued. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Tabby was in a, box in a box of kittens taken away from their mom too soon, but they had to find homes for these kittens, and so they did it at a softball game. We got her out of the box. Ta-da! Um, Emma was found on the side of a road by a rescue organization that rescues a certain breed. They don't breed a certain breed. They try to find homes. Well, and for that's very breeds. common for like greyhounds too, because they're used as like racing dogs. So you can yes. get like a purebred greyhound, but rescue it. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like the options are out there. You mm -hmm. you'd be surprised how many like I love a husky. I've never had one, but our friend has one that I mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. and he's so sweet. Um you can find huskies in shelters, believe it or not. And um, and apparently now doodles are defective, friend, so you can probably start finding those too. You don't need to buy these animals. The person that I dog sit for has beautiful Great Danes, and the second one They're humongous that dogs. they got was not a rescue, but their first Great Dane, who was beautiful, Pepper, is a, is a rescue. And, okay, not to defend just because we know those people, but it does make sense to... To have a rescue, especially when it's, uh, like, a Great Dane. Those are huge dogs. Mm -hmm. You can't, like, rescue a small dog or a, even a medium-sized dog by chance and think that something bad isn't going to happen when they're playing with each other. Like, Great Danes are huge dogs. So oh, I, I see I, what you're saying. I would okay. understand wanting a companion for your other animal mm -hmm. if you're away from the house a lot. Um, and then... Uh, You've evened out your karma in some way to me, even though I don't want to defend it, but you rescued one animal. I guess I'll forgive you for finding a companion for that animal that's the same breed and would be hard to find in a rescue yeah. place because a lot of rescues aren't going to have huge... <laughs> Great and days. obviously, I think there's also the argument that people make like, well, breeders are going to breed the dogs anyway, and they need a home too, which is true. Which is true, but... If you are buying the dog it's at supply full and price, it's, yeah. yeah, you're still mm -hmm. contributing to the market. Um, there are people that will find those dogs if they get rejected and take them to the shelter. Anyway, I there are certain breeds that I would love to have, but I'm not, even if I had millions of dollars, I'm rescuing animals. I'm not buying them. That seems so messed up to me. And we want to also say that like, People that we love, people that we idolize even, have done this. So it's it's not... Like, Taylor Swift has designer cats. Oh, Adele, um, Adele has, has designer, dogs. designer dogs. Yeah, so we, we recognize... It doesn't make that person, like, the devil. But And I think Adele did rescue her dachshund that she got when she uh -huh. was 21. And she has a black cat that she rescued mm -hmm. um, before 25 came out. So it's like... If you are rescuing and then you also, let's be real, you're treating yourself by buying a purebred or whatever ideal dog breed that you have. I would argue that there is some kind of room for like leveling out your karma there. Like you've done some good. So maybe you can do that without having the full brunt of my ire. But <clears throat> if you're just buying dogs because that's what you want, buying cats because that's what you want, 
there are so many animals that are about to be euthanized. Meanwhile, this breeder's over here bringing in life that might be euthanized that doesn't need to go through that. And I think, obviously, it's worse if you're buying a dog to then breed it. Oh, yeah. If you're a breeder, you and I got problems. It's on site. It's on site. <laughs> it's on site. Well done, mama. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's an owl. Yo, what I gotta do to show this breeder is that I own them. Oh, my God. Um, did you do your out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of our intro today. Uh, we wanted to make it short because there are long... 22 tracks yeah. on mm -hmm. Pink Friday too. It's a lot. And we have a lot to say about it. Mm -hmm. We, per usual, listened to the album separately from each other and made our notes separate. So we don't know what the other one thinks. We don't know any details. Um, and we rate the songs. I typically will rate my artists like their songs on a new album kind of in comparison to what I think is their peak. Their uh, entire body of work. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, in my notes, like sometimes I'll compare artists to other artists, mm -hmm. but when it comes to my rankings, I do it. I've noticed that I naturally do it compared to what I think is their top versus their worst. Yeah. Like, and like within their, their body of content. It wouldn't only. necessarily make sense to be like, Comparing Nikki to Adele. Yeah, music. because they're different yeah. vibes. Yeah. yeah, clearly. Um, and they're different <laughs> skill sets and everything. And um, yeah, I, I before we get into it, I just, I did want to just say, I didn't know Nikki was 41. I thought for sure she was like in her 30s, like early, like I thought she was like the same age as Taylor Swift and Adele. I don't even think but, she got super famous until her late 20s. I know, and that's iconic. Kind of, because that doesn't really happen She anymore. was kind of like me, where she was pumping out, like, EPs mixtapes and mixtapes and, and stuff, yeah. and w just working odd jobs, and nobody's paying attention to her. And there is a song, like, I think it's one of the last songs on the album where she gets into that, where she's like, they laughed at me, so I wrote 50 more raps. Like, she's she's working hard, and uh, I just thought it was really cool. Like, Beyonce's 42, and, I, and everyone always talks about how, oh my gosh, Beyonce is still doing this at her age. And like, I feel like people don't say that about Nikki and give her that credit that she's been around and like, they don't. done the thing. Zanzuwe. So, um, Meh. I thought Zanzuwe. that was uh, cool to find out because I didn't know that. Because I, I looked up her husband who's 45 and I was like, whoa, he's a lot older. Wait, they're than married? Me. Yeah. Oh. Well, she wraps around him so many times in this album. Well, we're going to get into okay. it. Uh, the way that she raps about it has confused me what? about, like, the standing of their relationship. Oh, okay. Well, they're married and they have a kid, yeah. Wow. But um, she, so I was like, whoa, 45, but then I, I found that she was 41, so that's pretty normal. Um, also, what is Gag City? Can someone explain to me what Gag City is? Is it the experience so she is teased it, the album the for, era, like, the week before. I think Gag City is just her, like, creation of, like, where these songs exist and live and what inspired the songs. Like, mm -hmm. she lived in New York for a long time, I believe. I think she immigrated oh, well, to New yeah. York as a kid, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think she's from the Bronx. Like. So I think a lot of, I think a lot of the songs and references that are in some of the raps in the songs um, are kind of just one big, like, almost love letter to New York City, so Gag City. So it's like Gaga with Chromatica. All the songs mm, kind of exist okay. in this world that they've created. It's like Gotham Batman, too. Yes. <laughs> I thought you meant Rihanna's uh, Goodnight Gotham. Oh, I was no. like, 
You mean just that song where it's a remix of another song? No. Okay. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Like comparing it to Chromatica, it's like a, a world. And, and what do you think of the album artwork? Oh my God. I'm obsessed. Do you like I it? love it. I, I, I think it's kind of a lot. Oh, like, see, I mean, it's Nikki. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting for that character, that world building, mm-hmm. that almost cartoonish uh, aspect that she brought to her stuff in Pink Friday, Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, Pink Friday, the re-up. Like she's always had a sense of like anime inspiration, That's cartoon true. vibes. So if you haven't seen the cover art, it's literally her in this long, curly, like kind of giving Sailor Moon. Yeah, it's giving Sailor Moon. She has a big like wig. heart chain on too. Yes, and she's on like a subway train that's like cut in half so you can see like the new york skyline behind her and when it's animated if you're watching it on um apple music the animations have like pink clouds moving throughout it so it's like you're you're landing from a plane in gag city you're parting the clouds it's kind of giving the capital from the hunger games it is a little bit except everything's pink except not dystopian it's like utopian for the boobs yeah for the boobs so yeah i actually really love the aesthetic of the album cover it it gives you nothing about what's going to be in the album though like nothing about it characterizes most of the album Mm -hmm. but it's it's creative and it's cute and i like it my thing was just i wish she was closer to the camera like, she seems too far away, but I get it. She's giving environment. Yes. She's giving landscape. Yeah. 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 She's okay. giving atmosphere. Shall we get into it? We, I think we should. Into We're track ready. numero one. Are you gone already? Don't you know I'm no good for you? Okay. Yeah. Here's what I never got to see Poppy. Can I? <laughs> Papa, sorry. Should I start? Yes. Okay. So I was not expecting this. I saw that she had tweeted that she worked with Phineas on this song. And I was like, oh, okay, Phineas, uh, Billie Eilish's brother. I was like, I worked with Phineas. Yeah, no, I was like, okay, that's kind of fun that like she's she's using him as a producer. And then when it started, I was like, oh, wait, this is literally just a Billie Eilish song. Literally. And mind you, this is my favorite Billie Eilish song. And, like, her live performance of it at the, I think, Grammys one year where she's wearing the all-white, I was, like, crying because she did it so well. Um, And because this is my favorite Billie Eilish song, I don't really love this song. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, uh, I do like the part where she goes, where she kind of, like, adds some harmonies and stuff to it. Um... She goes, but she knows you know too much already. Or something. I'm like, okay, Nikki harmonizing with with the fake Billy. And I do think that the concept is kind of nice. Overall, I just don't love the the sample. Um, I, I it kind of gives me Adele 30, like a song to your child growing up, and like, where's daddy? Like all this stuff, you know what I mean? And okay, that's also something I'm kind of confused about. Yeah, if because she's is daddy about, gone or is the person she's married to not the father? Baby daddy. I actually don't know that. I yeah, we're not barbs enough to know yeah. all the details of her personal life. Mm-hmm. But uh the song makes me think that like maybe before she married this guy is when she got he, pregnant. He was or... like questionable mm-hmm. in the picture or maybe he's not her the father of her son. Yes, yeah, son. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's but it is giving emotional lyrics. Yeah. This is not a sample. 
A sample. <laughs> okay. A sample is when you take a portion of something and you like experiment rework with it. it. You change it up. You rework it. Um, there's a difference between sampling and then just like rapping over a song, and then just yeah, like covering essentially is what's happening. But yeah. she's adding in like two or three verses of rapping. Mm-hmm. This song feels a very. It's like the argument between creativity and laziness because you yeah. ha- she has all the resources in the world to have like producers or even herself make original beats. Yes. Um, and they're, this is just the beginning of a 22 track album where I'm like, why are we just taking other people's stuff that is already fully formed as, as a work of art, a work of media, throwing it in the background pitching up the vocals or the speed and then rapping over it. She plays nearly the entire song of when the party's over mm-hmm. and just has it sped up and pitched up the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you you have all the resources in the world to make like something original. And I get that this song might inspire you or be something to you, but you didn't write it. Sure. You got permission from the record label and the artist to use it, but it feels undercooked and lazy. Mm. And Though the song, I, I actually I thought that song was about her dad at first because I was missing okay, some see, of the words I didn't about know the kid. It might be that because her dad was killed in a hit and run right a few years ago, wasn't he? I like, can't remember. Like don't he know. was like randomly killed, uh, like he was just walking across the street and someone like hit him or something. Mm. I think I'm not making that up. Um, she really hyped this intro and it's really underwhelming, undercooked. It she doesn't rap enough in it. For me to be like, yeah, she made it her own. She mm-hmm. like changed it up enough. She didn't change it up enough and used way too much of the original Billie Eilish work to where I'm like, oh, this was unnecessary. This was like a fun little pet project, but you open the album with this and I'm not here for it. You are correct about how her father died. Just so yeah, you know. so I yeah. thought I missed some of the words about the kid. And all in all, I gave it a six out of ten because it's not <gasps> That's what I gave it. It's, yeah, not bad, it's not bad, but I'm like mm-hmm. She how she really hyped it up, and then I listened to it, and I was like, it's just Billie Eilish, and in the breaks in that song, she's rapping. That's it. And uh, the only th- reason I think it might be more about her kid is because she does say, it's 12, 3, 23, your kid has just turned 3. And Or is her... Well, her birthday? It might be her birthday or her kid's, regardless. Anyway, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're diving in the weeds like we normally do i also gave it a six out of ten track number two is boy be dangerous oh yes god you go um i thought the piano riff now there's a lot of piano riffs that is used in hip-hop and rap these days like like everybody loves to use a minor key piano riff so it gets annoying but I thought it set the mood really well. It's a little too repetitive. I wish there was some a little few differences in that piano riff throughout. Um, her rapping in this track has a hint of the character from the original Pink Friday mm-hmm. stuff. And so I was like, okay, okay, where are we going with the album? Um, I feel like she's missed some of that character in her recent albums. And I put like side eyes in Queen. my notes. Um, this song is so short and it becomes a consistent theme in the album where the song's like, two minutes and then that's it Mm -hmm. it feels unfinished and like it could have used a chorus break with some backing vocals like i think she only raps through this entire two minute track and it really would have helped 
break up some of the rapping parts, which are good. Like, don't get me wrong, the rapping parts are solid, they're fast. Um, but I think they could have been broken up with like a chorus with some backing vocals and a little mm. bit of like a slower uh, melodic vibe. Um, also, a, a critique I have of this one is she raps in it something, my sons. And I'm like, girl. Girl, that's her though. Okay, but nearly every song she starts by going, Ayo. And then she also raps, my sons, which we've heard like four times before. It's like, girl, do you have any other, do you have any other reps that uh, you could, like, you could bring mm-hmm. into your, your nomenclature? Uh, I see what you're saying. Uh, like, we've heard it before. It feels like she's copying herself. And I think I'm, I'm going to get into that more as, as the album goes on for sure. Um... I, when this song started and she started rapping, I was like, okay, now we're getting into it. We're getting into the gag city of it all. Um, and I put, she is rapping so fast. It is so fast. Like, I, she has known she raps fast. Okay? She's Nicki Minaj. I did it a minute ago. I dropped an but episode. <laughs> we were listening to this in the car and Gunter was like trying to, <laughs> to read the lyrics and rap along with it. And this, I'm an okay rapper yeah, for a white guy. This is like... Some of the fastest rapping I think she's done, honestly. And it's really, it's good. I think there are some really good lines. Um, I did want to say at the beginning of what I guess is the chorus or maybe the pre-chorus of this song, she says, spit, spit your game, pop your... <laughs> and the first three times I listened to this song, I thought she was going, bitch, you gay, pop your... <laughs> and I was like... Yes, oh for the girlies. <laughs> well, well, so at first I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, oh, girl. Is that my cue? <laughs> like, is that, are you calling someone gay as an insult? But then I was like, wait a minute, but I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> and have you seen the TikTok? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, it's no. Like, it's like, can this celebrity say the F slur? Oh. Even though they're not gay. And I was like, could Nicki Minaj call someone gay and I would be okay with it as an insult? And I was like, yeah, I think she probably could. <laughs> You gay, so, pop your So when she said, so first of all, she doesn't say that, but obviously, but at first I was like, okay, I don't love that, but I'm here for it still. Um, but my favorite line, like, uh, I'll call it's not a stanza. Okay, that's a verse. Verse. Thank you. <laughs> Me bringing it to a poetry. Um, she says, hit the road, E-X-I-T. My flow, they B-I-T. Shots thrown, but I-D-C. Go home or do a B-I-G. My throne, they can't S-I-T. My crown, you can't F-I-T. I was like, yes. I mean, she rhymed T with T a lot, but oh, it worked. Yes, no, but I just loved how she was like, I'm going to spell these words and I'm going to make it work. And that's kind of like that classic Nicki Minaj that we love. And she so, spells it out because she's trying to insinuate that her her... Uh, the people that critique her and the haters are, like, stupid. <laughs> slow with sloths. She says that later. Um, but yeah, I thought the lyrics were good. I actually gave this one an 8.5 out of 10. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more... I make this comment towards the end of the album review, but I might as well say it now. I think I've probably underscored a lot of these songs just because I'm not familiar with them yet. Mm. And I didn't start really getting into Nikki until I was listening to her songs over and over and over again. And I myself could start understanding what she was saying in the rapping because she's like, she raps really fast. Like she's the Mm -hmm. queen of the rap game for a reason. And for me, I like to know what's going on in the story of the song. What is the artist saying? If I can sing or rap along to it, 
that that interactivity is what makes me a fan of a lot of people on top of their emotional yes. content, right? This album, because it's so it's complex and it's not her rapping takes some time for me to get entrained with. This is one of those songs that I think I've underscored <clears throat> or underrated that will get a higher rating on in a... the next few weeks once mm-hmm. I start to become f- more familiar with it and I know like all the Nikki isms mm-hmm. and I'm like all right here comes the next verse like Chun-Li there's a lot of isms and a lot yeah. of spots where you can like anchor when you're rapping along with it I don't know where the anchors are yet so the interactivity is like killed a little but I think this one will go higher than 7.5 but in that's the next whole few thing. weeks you can't do it like me okay it, you can't you but can't. sometimes it does make it harder to yeah. invest into because mm-hmm. it takes extra effort to learn all the raps. But I'm committed. I will one day. I will one day. Yeah. Track three. <gasps> the club. The club. You. The club. The club. Um, so this is another sample from Waka Flocka Flame. Um, and I said that the intro, because it's just the FTCU over and over again, is kind of reminding me of Renaissance, like how some of the songs of Renaissance started. Um, and then... What? Keep going. Okay. Um, I didn't love the Waka Flocka. No, it's horrible. Yes. It's annoying. But then when Nikki starts rapping, it's it gets better. I really like the lines when she says... We ain't twinning, ain't fraternal or identical. cow. And then she says, when I'm around, you know, you become invisible. And I was like, <laughs> invisible. <laughs> that's fun. And then I think it's the second verse where she goes, yeah, high heels on my tippies. Don't say and Gabbana death on my tippies. <laughs> I love that line. When I ride the, <laughs> I still got the juice by a sippy. And then she says, I will never slippy like a Mickey. Stay in your Tory lane. I'm not Iggy. The amount of editing I'm going to have to do on this episode. Oh, the cursing. Yeah, thanks for all the extra work, Trevor. Okay. Anyway. Okay, if I'm quoting someone, though, it's not that bad. Um, But I like when she says the Dolce Gabbana, whatever. And then she says, stay in your Tory lane. So that's a jab at Tory Lane's. Who shot Megan the Stallion? By oh, the way. shut up! Yeah. I didn't catch that. And then she says, "I'm not Iggy," which is throwing shade at Iggy Azalea. Well, she she said she's well. Does she say the Tory Lane and then the Iggy like yeah. right after each mm-hmm. other? Okay, because um, I read an article where they were like, "We're not sure if she's throwing shade at Iggy or." <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't really know, but I gave this track a 7 out of 10. It would be higher. If I hit this mic one more time, I quit. <laughs> I would have ranked it higher if the Waka Flocka part wasn't a part of it. Yeah, the Waka Flocka part is all caps annoying. This song reminds me of the one where she's, I can't remember the title, but she goes, I don't know, man, I've known your whole life. This song has a very similar rap cadence to... That's Stupid Ho. Stu- okay, Stupid Ho. Yeah. Um, I said the song is kind of like partition. It's like that song that leads you up to the club. Like you're getting ready with the girlies. You're in the car. You're like uh, doing your last bit of makeup before you roll up to the club. It's kind of that similar mm-hmm. vibe. And I said it sounds like a Renaissance reject. Uh-huh. Like the song sounds like it was rejected from the Renaissance album, maybe because it was too fun. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I, it is stupid ho. 
Oh, Sitting that's bees in the trap. Life. Ooh, that's bees in the trap. Ugh, bees you're in a the horrible trap. boy. Yeah, that's bad. I give it a 6.5 out of 10, and it's probably higher than it needs to have because the. It's annoying. Oh. It's annoying. Yeah, it is. I, it make, like I said, if that wasn't in it, it'd be ranked higher for me. I have nothing against Flocka, like, but I don't know his music that well. I saw his, him perform live. <laughs> his voice is annoying. So, track four. I have nothing against him, but his voice is annoying. Uh, track four. Beep, beep, beep. Um, I don't have a beep, beep, so coin is, is I guess what we're going to get. You're starting this one? Sure. It's another short song. It's like all these it's songs are short. unfinished mm-hmm. and samples of what they actually could have been. It's almost like some of these are like sample demos that you That's give. That's what people were saying. It's kind of like a mixtape. Like it's, it's giving a yeah. lot of like the demos that you send to the boardroom when you're like halfway done with an album and they like critique like the direction the album's going. Um, this is a twerk track. Let's keep it real. Is this the one you were twerking to the other morning? twerking <laughs> um i can't remember um it has that very standard and rap music these days that repetitive minor key riff um that gets kind of old really fast because it doesn't change a lot it's like the same four or five notes and then you're back and then it just loops the whole time um that like having a minor key little melody played on the mm-hmm. piano as like your looping track has become kind of a trope in rap music and I'm like, ugh, I wish Nikki, like, had a producer or herself put in a little more creativity because everybody, everybody is doing the do, 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 like the minor key piano stuff. And it's, it's a trope at this point. It's old. It's annoying. Can we, can we update the style a little bit, especially Nikki, who's great at putting in a character? Um, other than that... It doesn't stand out a whole lot to me, but I probably need to listen to it more, like I said, because mm-hmm. I think we listened to it in the car yesterday, and I was like, okay. Yeah. But again, it's too short. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I wrote murder on the beat, because it's... Oh, so it's not nice. Murder, 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 murder. Oh, yes, God. So I like... Uh, I like when DJs have their little intro thing like mustard on the beat ho um <laughs> because it, it's just fun and it it brings it brings me back to that like like when Pink Friday came out like everyone was really featuring all these DJs that like you know what I mean it a lot of stuff wasn't as like self-produced as it is now um back then it was a lot like Tiesto was on everything. David Guetta was on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, DJ Khaled. Red one. Red one. Yeah, exactly. Convict. Um, I said that the beat with the melodic motive of the piano was like clashing. It was like too much going on. Um, I can't remember. Is this the? No, that's not this one. But it was like the beat and the do 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 do. It was not working in my opinion. I like the line where she says, "If I don't even know you exist, is that beef?" Like yeah. she sings a lot about having beef with people. Um, but I I just like that line because she's like, "Girl, I don't even know you, so we don't have beef. You can trust." that she said i'm above it literally um and then i said yeah this is too short like right when i was getting into it it was over it's over and then yeah. she, there's a lot of fade outs on this mm-hmm. album which makes it seem like it's unfinished and the the mm-hmm. fade out is a technique that you'll use for songs that like 
typically have something really catchy or it's like a slow burn kind of vibe to to extend out the character and the atmosphere of a song slowly mm-hmm. so that you kind of whittle away from the listener like from i can't get my words right but you try to like slowly retract almost like you're watching a train disappear on the horizon or a car or whatever or a plane fly and then disappear it there's like a somberness to it and an emotional uh impact for it but here it's used so often on this album on these tracks that are so short that have beats of like it's like and like when you're fading out of a hard beat it's it's not the same effect it's it's not and it would be more impactful from a production standpoint if and from a compositional standpoint if you ended on like a really obvious um downbeat where the beat like is really loud like the cutoff catches you off guard because it's a short song but it has more of an effect um on the listener than like the fade out the fade out feels disappointing here also i just want to i want to make it known let it be known that um if you are a new listener thank you for tuning in gunter is literally a songwriter makes his own music produces his own music so when he says stuff like this i just want you to know he has some credit it's not just like People who have no idea what they're talking about. I also have a math. Oh yeah, he has in, a master's in classical in, music. Yeah. So like, even though it does not directly translate to rap music, there are a lot of similarities in the structure and mm-hmm. the compositional devices. So now, my opinion, take it with a grain of salt because I don't have any of that. He's but... trained, but he didn't. He didn't <laughs> yeah. exactly get. The and I degree. also don't write my own music or anything like that. I just like to listen. Okay, track is this four? Did we rate that one? I give it a six out of ten. I give it a six too. Six, fail technically. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, true. One, two, three, four. Oh, this is track five. Falling for you, falling for you. I think I'm falling for you. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like when she's like singing and then she just repeats it in the background, like. Falling for you. I think I'm falling for you. Falling yeah. for you. Um, I said. That this track doesn't go anywhere to me. Um, there are some strings in it that are kind of pretty. Are they? Um, I don't like... I said I don't like the bum bum in the background. And I think what I'm referring to there is like the... Burn, burn, burn. I think she has a lot of songs that kind of do that. And I don't... I don't vibe. To me. Might not be this song. But... Mm, I don't remember. Um, mm. She does say at one point... Okay, Swifties... Uh, put on your clown faces. I didn't catch that. Put on your clown faces. No, no, no. She says, this is why I'm putting on a clown face as a Swifty. She says, picture me opening the vault. I seal that. And I'm like, Taylor Swift vault track. She's going to be on reputation. She's going to be on reputation. Which we've heard, which was rumored before this album came out. Conspiracizing that she's going to be on a reputation track called Sagittarius. Because they were both because Sagittarii. Because they're both Sagittarii. Um, and it's going to be a vault track on Reputation Taylor's version. And so I feel like she could have maybe said, open up the vault, because she... That's like and Taylor's there, thing. There were rumors tracks. before this came out where mm-hmm. Nikki was referencing, like, vaults and collaborations and stuff. So I think it's true. I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's going to end up being true after that 
lyric. I mean, we'll see, but you know, Swifties are always clowning. So I don't know. I gave this track a four out of 10. Ooh, don't kill me, Barb's. Uh, um, we're still on Falling for You, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said her vocals are really so edited that it takes me out of it a little bit. There's a point to where auto-tune when she's, that is used when she's singing is taking me out of it because it sounds so caricature cartoonish mm-hmm. instead of like just electronic vibes does that make sense there's a fine line between hitting electronic genre styles and using some vocoder effects and just like overdoing the auto-tune um but i do like the singing in general and the backing vocals but i do agree that the funny is way too repetitive <laughs> I wish more of her songs used singing and rapping for that back and forth contrast because she can sing. She says she's not a singer, but she can, no, she she, can sing. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's decent. Um, and also, a lot of Pink Friday Roman Reloaded had her singing, singing on it. So grand piano, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was Pink Print. Oh, pills oh. and potions. Oh, wait, the song Grand Piano. Grand Piano. Pink Print. Oh well, Masquerade. Okay. Or um, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe fell. Fallen okay. for You is repetitive to a fault. Again, it's like we're five tracks into this 22 track album, and I'm like hoping for a ramp up in creativity, but I'm noticing that each song is really relying too much on like these really short, repetitive like lines in the vocals or the piano riff or like even the beat is just everything's being recycled and looped over and over and over again and the only thing that's changing is the words in her rapping and it's starting to get very old five tracks in like i'm like where where are the surprises mm-hmm. i gave it a seven out of ten though and i feel like maybe that was just like an in a moment thing i yeah. don't know but uh track six let me calm down featuring j cole you need to calm down (laughs) you need to just stop okay so the beat on this one is much more that pop rap uh, vibe where we're borrowing some from uh the pop and the rap spheres and kind of mushing them together and that's my favorite vibe that nikki gives like throughout her music is when she blends a little more of the pop and the rap scenes together. I think that's kind of what put her on the map. It made her music more accessible to people who traditionally wouldn't listen to one or the other. Yeah, Does that I make agree. sense? Mm-hmm. Um, her rapping is at a speed that is so impressive, but it's also easier to understand than some mm-hmm. of the previous tracks. I like the sentiment of the song because I really relate you need to let me go and socially detox so I don't say things that I will regret because I will pop what off. Um, and I get very angry easily if I'm not on my meds, which I have not been lately because I'm running out and I need to go see the doctor. But that's another topic for another day. The pressure is building, mama. And so I get it. The song is all about how she's like, leave me the F alone. Let me disappear. Go figure out in my head so I don't cuss you out and say things I don't want to say. And then I'll come back and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I 100% rely uh, that like la- you don't want to be suffocated in a fight because it's not going to make you helpful in making an argument. Yeah, I I vibe. And normally I'd, I'm not a fan of J. Cole. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think his voice is that great based on some of the solo songs I've heard by him. So I was worried that I was going to hate this track. But his vocals are not terrible on it. Um, yeah. 
or do you want me to give my piece before you rate it? Yeah. Okay. So I said that it was in, the, the fact that you said this is kind of like that pop rap beat. I said that because of that, the the beat is kind of basic. Mm. But True. I do agree. I I still like it, even though it's kind of basic. I mean, there's a lot of pop music that's basic. Yeah. Um. And then I said this literally almost made me cry. <laughs> Because I agree, girl. I agree. It's very like Nikki, which we've already said, raps a lot about y'all are my sons. I'm the best. No one can touch me. Blah, 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 blah. This was like a very um, humanizing song for her. I feel like she's 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 always like, I'm the queen. I'm untouchable. I'm up on a pedestal. And this, I feel like she very much came off her pedestal to be very vulnerable. And um, on Twitter, she talked about how she sent this song to J. Cole and then had like a two-hour conversation with him over the phone. Um, and he was kind of like her therapist in this in that moment. And then he sent her a verse to hear like about the song that she sent. And she said she like bawled her eyes out. Because he was able to put into words what she, like, couldn't. And so that was beautiful. And I just want to, um, I like the part where she goes, You're so, so irresistible. Take me to somewhere mystical. She does that thing where she sings a little bit, but then is rapping. Like yeah. you just talked about. And then um, J. Cole, who I really don't know a lot of his work but i've heard from many people who enjoy rap that he is one of their favorite rappers it's like him that is the widest you have sounded this entire episode i've heard from people who enjoy rap that i know <laughs> no and i'm gonna uh, I, there's a song on here where i swear okay, it's the next one where i'm gonna sound like ben shapiro okay not not, not actually, actually jesus christ but you'll hear why but anyway so people often talk about j cole being like one of the premier rappers and um so his his verse is like you love her um like a brother like her manager in a and r like you're her like you do all this stuff for her um you're also plus a therapist when it starts raining hard her life was trauma filled it left her with a tainted heart yet you the fella <laughs> that she wanted to tat her name across. But you need patience and a lot of extra faith in God to keep the family together at a time when it's so regular to break apart. I like that. Um, <clears throat> it's you and her against the world until there ain't no breath, ain't no more breath in your lungs. Ain't no more breath. Um, and so I just, oh, he says, so God forbid y'all got a kid. Therefore, I hate the thought of them breaking apart. So maybe he is her, the baby daddy. I don't know. But um, I was just like, that's sweet that she has like such a good relationship with this other rapper that he like wrote this verse and was able to verbalize her, her inner demons, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and, and I said, it's refreshing because typically it's like, this isn't just another song about her being the queen and having beef with other rappers. Yeah. Um, and so I gave this one an, an, another 8.5 out of 10. I gave it eight out of 10. So very, mm -hmm. very close. Yeah. Track seven is RNB. And this is the one that I said it's gonna I'm gonna sound like Ben Shapiro when he says wet ass P word because when he was talking about why he said the P word. Um because <laughs> I'm gonna say the title of the song is real N word woof. Okay. Woof. Or <laughs> yeah. Just say woof. <laughs> it's easier to it's um 
so this one it was featuring two people right Am I yeah it okay Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne and, and someone Tate else Cobain. yeah um and so he Tate how do you say his name Cobain, Cobain. starts the song with like what I'm which is the chorus I guess and then Nikki has a verse Nikki really does this a lot where she's featuring other people but she's kind of the featured one yes if that makes sense that i've I made a note about that later in the album i was like yeah. starting to notice a lot of the people that she chose to feature on this album it seems like it seems their like song. their song yeah. where she was like i'm giving you a track on my album because i'm generous and then i'll just I'll sing just in like one, one spot yeah it's very so weird it was weird um uh, but yeah, I thought there were some good lines in this. I really like when she says, kissing on my thighs and my breast, he two-pieced it. Like a two-piece uh, chicken. <laughs> um, and then she goes, I just want to watch him do his push-ups with his sweats on. Every time he hit it, he gonna nail it like a press on. Press on, nail. It's giving sweatpants season on Twitter. Girl, on TikTok now, yeah. Um, yeah. of course we hear Lil Wayne hit the blunt before he starts his verse. That's yeah. his, like... <laughs> Does he really? Yeah, you hear the... In the background. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Um, I said Wayne's verse was math, though. I didn't like it. Okay. To me. I, like... And, and I said, overall, it's an okay listen, but uh, not, not my favorite on the album. So, my notes start with the 80s keyboard riff breakdown at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It sets a vibe. It's kind of fun. I like creep, it. Creep, creep. Yeah, that's what the guy sings. Um, Tate Cobang's voice does not stand out because it's so auto-tuned. Like, all caps, so many artists recently. Yeah. And this comes this comes in later in the album. I mean, like, it's like, she features so many people. And I can't tell the difference between, like, four of them. Because they're auto-tuned so much that they all just sound like computer-generated AI, Britney Spears, early mm -hmm. 2000s, like, kind of sound. So I don't understand if if all these artists are using the same filter on their voice and then they all sound the same. Like, what's the point in making music and calling it different? I don't know. That's that's more of a overarching critique. But back to the song. Um, even Nikki's autotune makes her sound generic kind of in the song. It over autotunes to where it's like she almost doesn't sound like Nikki. Lil Wayne over auto tunes too. It's the entire song basically. I'm pulling out strands of plastic from this wig. It is horrible. Y'all, these wigs are nine dollars. They're horrible. <laughs> um, Lil Wayne, uh, he comes in serious sounding in the first part of his verse, and then he switches to goofy. Like he switches a switch when he starts talking about I'm a beat that. <laughs> I'm a mop that. You yeah, like a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, it's, yeah. I'm a mop that. Which like is a classic him. It yeah, is. but yeah. he starts more serious, mm -hmm. and then he goes into the Louise voice. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't watch that on the video, we might I might have to add in like an automatic replay of that, like slow mo. <laughs> the way you looked, the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, he comes in goofy. He's and then, he's so yeah. unique, though. Like, it's, it's a little wheezy. He's known as that for a mm -hmm. reason, because he puts in that character. I don't love that the song is, like, it's basically just about sex. And it's, like, raunchy. The song is raunchy. Mm-hmm. Is this where she makes the <laughs> creamy? Ew! <laughs> Ew! I, I have to block out that whole phrase. <laughs> 
I'm it's still trying cupcake. to teach, you know. It's giving cupcake it's, a little bit. It's giving a little bit. Not that not that insane, but <laughs> anywho. There's a time and a place, and I'm not saying that the song is not the time or the place, but it is the beginning of a long stretch of songs that are just like sex, raunchy, sex, raunchy, sex, raunchy, use me, raunchy, and it gets a little old. But this one, I gave a 7 out of 10, and I'll probably rank it higher the longer I listen to it. I also gave it a 7 out of 10. It's one of the ones I like yeah. more in the album, but I feel like I'm afraid to admit it. It's like one of those guilty pleasure songs because like... Like it's, truffle butter. It's not, it's not about anything that's like super great other than just like like it's it's two men singing about how they like i mean that's want what, to objectify a woman and nikki kind of encourages no, it when I, I don't love that when i said it's like truffle butter on pink print it literally lil wayne is on truffle butter and so is drake and then it's the three of them rapping about this yeah and, and it's one of things. my favorite tracks on the pink print i'm not saying i'm proud of it <laughs> yeah but it is entertaining all right the next track is Pink happy, birthday. Happy pink birthday. Um, it starts with electric piano. It's used throughout, but the beat is so generic. I swear I've heard it in so many rap songs on random playlists. You could play like a random playlist on Spotify, like Caroline, our friend, does when we go to mm-hmm. hang out. And I swear you could probably find the same beat in the song in like three of the Not songs. Not just similar, the same. Like the exact yeah. same. Um, and that's where one of my critiques with I mean, pop music in general, too, because there's so many, like, tropes that we reuse from each other that makes it sound like pop or rap or whatever. But the way that rap music is typically produced and the way that it's mixed is that the beat gets, like, the loudest levels. That's why you hear people's cars with their subwoofers going crazy when they Mm -hmm. listen to rap music. Mirrors shaking. Yes, the the instruments the beats the rhythm the percussion that is like what is like that alongside f- like creative fast rapping vocals those are the two most important parts of the song so they get the most volume everything else kind of fills in the gaps right if the beat and the percussion is the most important part of the song why do a lot of beats nowadays and I, this might make me sound ignorant, but I'm, I genuinely mean it from a musician's, like, a studied analytical standpoint. Um, wh- why does it sound like we're reusing so many of the same beats of the same songs when it's such an important part, uh, an identity of the rap genre? Does that make sense? So I'm I'm disappointed that someone as creative as Nicki Minaj is using a generic beat that i swear i have heard before Mm -hmm. when it's one of the most important parts of uh, identifying your song in hip-hop and rap Mm -hmm. um the song is again about the nasty adult nastiness um she gets really detailed and it kind of grosses me out in some of the parts in the song i'm gonna be honest i think this is the one where she says vanilla ice cream oh yeah Um, dripping dripping and we're just gonna leave it at that which doesn't make any sense um that I'm gro- no 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 not that but it doesn't make any sense that I'm grossed out by it because again it's guilty pleasure but maybe it does make sense that I'm grossed out by it anyway the chorus is very understated and very soft in the mix that I can't understand what she's singing so when she's not rapping I can't tell what she's saying yeah no that's true um in the beginning of the song I like the ha 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 that's about it jeez <laughs> um, I said the beat is tired um, meaning it's overused. And 
my the only line I really like from this is he liked the way I smell PF2. He bent me up pretzel. Yes, she says pretzel. <laughs> she adds in like, like another okay. syllable to pretzel. I mean, that's weird. But it's but Nikki. It, works. it was yeah, like it a was hint like, of like yeah. her her making up the rules for her own game. I said know? the chorus is very weak. Um, it is. Because you can't really understand what she's saying. Also, it's very short. The song is another like two minute song. Again, we did um, not we did not listen to the album together. We didn't make, we didn't share notes mm-hmm. or anything. And we you listened, had nearly the exact same critiques we, that I did. We listened to the album together on the way to his parents once. We listened and we to like did three not say songs. anything. We listened to like three we songs sure we and we didn't talk about it. Yeah. That's the only sharing, I guess, that we've done. Um, I just said this song really isn't needed on the album. It's really not. I gave it a five out of ten. Oh, I, uh, me too. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like the title Pink Birthday should be more exciting, Mm -hmm. and the music is not that exciting. No. And there's so many opportunities for her to talk about, like, more of her experience as a female rapper and where she's from, and, like, her birthday is in December, which is when this album dropped, and her favorite color is pink, so, like, there's just so many opportunities where she could have the title would have made more sense had she talked more about her own life and whatever. And the song is just another track about sex. It mm-hmm. kind of, I'm, I'm like, if you, if you want to own your sexuality, that's fine. But it sounds more like she's rapping references to the guy that she's with and what he's doing than it is about like her owning herself in the mm-hmm. moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm just like, it's like, it's a pink birthday card with your name on it. Like, yeah, we're we're giving the attention to somebody. I don't know. I the title doesn't make any sense. Um, track nine, needle featuring Drake. Yawn. Look, I don't know what I think about that girl. This song, I swear, I could be wrong, but I swear has the same beat as I need a one dance, got an Z in my hands. That Drake song, and so maybe she did sample the Drake song because Drake is on this song. I don't know, but it's the, it's like the, the dancing anyway. Um, and I don't really, uh, I feel like Drake does nothing for me in general. Agreed. But especially on this song, he does nothing for me. Um, I like that she shouts out Bjork. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) Um, this was the third single, and I feel like she made it the third single just because Drake, Drake is, on, is it. on it, and it would get attention. Yeah, and uh, I gave it a two out of ten because I really Ooh. don't like it. Oh, I was nicer than that, but not nice. So Drake, he's an artist, I guess. I don't understand the obsession with Drake personally. I think he gets more attention because he's hot. Uh, let's admit it, Drake's kind of attractive. And he did, like, the glow up from the nerdy kid on Degrassi to being, like, this, like, hot dude who got into rap and was all mask and whatever. But I think Drake's voice is really nasal. And he he sounds like a nerd trying to rap. Like, eh. What? Also, like you said, I think... And he over-auto-tunes. Well, especially on this album, I feel like everyone is over-auto-tuned. Like, like over the board, I feel like Lil Wayne on um, R&B was more auto-tuned than he typically is. And he's always, like, very auto-tuned. I agree. And then I feel like Nicki's singing is more over-auto-tuned. I feel like Drake even sounds more auto-tuned than normal on this song. He does. And it's like, 
I, I I'm not anti auto tune. I use no, pitch girl, correction. We and, love it. I use picture <laughs> uh, correction in my music because I'll get like a really good take, but then maybe I'm not using the best vocal technique and some of the notes get a little like sharp or flat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I use pitch correction to kind of level everything out. I'm not against it. You want the best take you can get if it's emotional, but a few notes are out of the way, that's fine. I'm also totally okay with auto tune being used for like stylistic choice. Like sometimes you want that vocoder effect. You want it to sound like your voice is coming out of a robotic filter. It sets the tone for certain genres. Totally fine with it. But if you are, it's like using the same beat for every song or using the same piano riff for every song, but then just changing the words. It is a tool. It is a stylistic choice that if you were using in every single song is going to make them all sound like they are the same thing with different words. If every artist is using the same auto-tuning, they all start to sound like they're coming out of a computer and everything starts to sound so samey. So I don't understand why we are over auto-tuning every single vocal on this album. It is a huge critique that I have. Um, It, it needs more finessing you need to pick and choose where it fits the vibe and where it's just kind of like oh everyone's doing it so i guess we're gonna do it so drake anyway sounds very generic sounds like everybody else recently because everything is so auto-tuned like all the mumble rappers and i know that's kind of a derogatory term that like people like eminem will use to critique them but honestly what else do you call it it's mumbling into a microphone i can't understand what's going on um he well, Nikki mumbles. says that too. She's like, no one raps anymore. No, and, and it's yeah. and it's true. Mm-hmm. But interesting that you bring that up because my next note was he also mumbles when he raps in the song, and he just sounds so bored. No, he sounds bored on he this track. He sounds bored. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm being dramatic, but that's that's the overall vibe I get when listening to Drake and a lot of his music. Anyway, um. He's from Canada. Why does he start sounding Caribbean all of a sudden? He's from Canada and now lives in the U.S. And she even he's, says that in the song. He starts, she says Toronto. He starts putting on like a Caribbean accent. And I'm like, mm, is that is that problematic? I don't know. He's not from the Caribbean. He's not culturally Caribbean as far as I'm aware. I yeah, could be wrong. But like, but I can put on a southern accent. And that's I'm not true. From the south. And you're not from the south. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just feels out of place when you're singing. It is weird. You're featured I on mean, track by someone yeah. who's literally from Trinidad. I mean, I don't like when when people from Canada put on a southern accent to become country singers. Yeah, it's kind of offensive. Or like when Taylor Swift did it. Like, it's annoying. Um. So anyway, Nikki brings in her Trinidadian accent, which makes way more sense, and mm-hmm. talks about how she's an immigrant in the song. That's why she calls out Bjork. Yeah, why is Drake in the chorus in the song? Nikki is missing... Oh, why is Drake the chorus in the yes. song? Uh, Nikki is missing so many opportunities in this album to make a dramatic point or have her own moment. I feel she's playing kind of safe to the point I don't know who the main artist is. That's like what I was saying. It's almost like she's mothering. She's mothering the children and being like, here's (laughs) your moment. I'm offering you this moment, which is fine, but it's your album. Where are you, girl? This song I gave a six out of 10. That's too high. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. Maybe I was entertained a little bit by it. I, if you like Drake, that's fine. There's very few Drake songs that I tolerate because I just, He's overblown. I think he's only famous because he's hot. 
Period. Okay. Track 10. The one Trevor will not stop singing around the house. No, it's just because it's stuck in my head. Cowgirl, cowgirl. Yeehaw. Speaking of Southern accents and whatever else. Um, is this the one I start? Yeah, I think you start okay. this one. It's giving early 2000s beat. Um, mm -hmm. Lordies, Lordis, whoever the featured girl is. Her voice is also over auto-tuned and she sounds so breathy. It's almost giving Casey Musgraves. Cowgirl, mm -hmm. cowgirl. I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm a little girl. <laughs> For a second, I had to double check and see if Casey Musgraves was the featured artist because I was like, who is this? That's kind of be a slight. Um, Nikki's rapping is way more creative on this track, I will yes. say. And she changes her vocal style a few times throughout it. But of course, but of course, it's another song about sex. The name, the title is Cowgirl, and the main chorus is that little. Is she a white girl? Yeah. She sounds like it. Yeah. She's going, <laughs> I'm all right, I'm cowgirl, cowgirl. And it's like <laughs> another song about sex. Is that, the, is that the, this whole chunk of the album is just like. <laughs> you believe that. You I will. Hear, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Help me here. Okay. I have more to say, but like. Lord, I want to say. I'm like, what What else can I say? Lord is, I think that's how you say her name. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Maybe it's Lordy. I don't know. Lordy. No. Okay. She's only 20. And I'm like, girl. She sounds 16. To get featured on a Nikki track at the age of 20, that's a lot. Okay. But like, can I also point out, I'm not trying to tear a woman who's, you know, making her bread. She's getting her opportunities down. But how is she, how does, based on this feature, how does she stand out compared well, to gonna any say, other white girl in the pop world? I'm going to say. She sounds so she basic. She is more known for her song writing. So she's written songs for a bunch of people. Okay. But which I think that is a skill. So kind of like me. I'm never going to get famous but, on my own voice, even though I'm fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to write. But uh, yeah, the the chorus isn't great. I like when the harmonies come in in the second part of the chorus, but that's just because it's a harmony and, and I like they're harmonies. Not even they're not even creative. That complex. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Nikki actually gives us Pink Friday on this song to me. She goes into a little Roman. She goes into a little Barbie. For example, she goes into Barbie when she says, Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's the rodeo. The bull I ride is not mechanical. Peek under my dress, Marilyn Monroe. I got a cowboy. The boy is gung-ho. Um, better than me? Oh, no, not one hoe. Big buckle on his cowboy hat low. And then, so she's doing that. Copycat's crunchy like an apple. And then she goes into... Excuse me, what I gotta do to show these don't amuse I was, me? I was just about to say, yeah. she, when she said copycat, I made a note uh -huh. that she references her verses in Starships halfway through the song. She uses the exact same rhythm with a slightly altered melody. Yes. Well, wait, are you talking about what I gotta do to show these girls that but I, I own, own them? Some That's some pound the alarm. No, it's not. Oh, maybe it is. But she also references starships in here. Yes, no, no, that's what I'm saying. This this song specifically, she's giving us Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded specifically. But she's literally copying the the musical material and just changing the words. So it's like again, she's just copying herself to reference. Yes, but I will say that it's effective. Yeah, it's good. But I wish she did more than just. It's hard because it's copy like and paste. people want classic Nikki. But they don't want her to copy, but they don't want her to stray, stray too far away because then it'll be a queen. You know what I mean? A queen moment, which people weren't happy with. Um, Any who At least we weren't. And then she says, 
um, Sparks J. Sips tea cock the Uzi. Uh, yeah, I don't. There's a lot of gun shooting in this. There's one. a lot of um, shooting and gun references yeah. in this album, and I'm uh, as as a lefty, I'm very disappointed that someone who is as famous as she is is still falling into the trope that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, look, it's it's just tea. A lot of hip hop and rap songs reference a lot of violence and guns, and it's because people have been through a lot of trauma. I understand, but like. We're in a place where, like, school shootings are happening constantly. The UNLV thing just happened. So I'm like, girl, what, how, do we really need to be, like, promoting gun references in our songs and murdering and shooting? Anyway, it is a critique I have. Um, I gave this one a 6.5 because I, I think it's a little catchy and I like that she's giving some characters with her rapping. I give it a 4 out of 10. I hate this song. It is so corny. It is so corny. I'm not a prude. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think you can be in the gay queer community and be like approved. Um, it just doesn't really work that way. Um, but I don't need half the album to be about like raunchy sex and like specifically what positions you are having it in. And the featured artist is not great. If you ask me, she's uh-huh. very generic, very boring, very basic white girl. Um, I'm bored. It's a four out of 10 next my turn right yep um everybody we're only halfway through i hate this i hate this song can we if we hate them can we just give like a quick because we're i'm just gonna say this this is all i have to say about it why are we sampling michael jackson first of all second of all she tweeted about this song because billboard names everybody feet little uzi vert as the best track on the album where why and then nikki said i looked at that article too this is funny because that was the song i wrote in five minutes one day for call of duty once i kept it for my album i still didn't even really know if it made sense on pink friday too i didn't want to send it to uzi because i thought he'd be over it girl why are you putting it on the album then if you have those feelings and also those feelings completely are antithetical to that the billboard i don't know who wrote that billboard article but their list of songs like they Mm -hmm. picked some of the worst ones to be in like the top three yeah they they picked everybody Nicki hendrix last time i saw you needle and are you gone already as the top five needles horrible we'll get to Nicki hendrix um but this everybody is horrible it is it feels like a parade in a ballroom voguing contest at the same time. Yeah. It does not vibe. The only thing, it's like, don't stop the beat, don't stop the beat. And she goes, target, neutralize, yeah. trigger. It's giving me a little bit of uh, G-U-Y when she goes like, Mars, Jupiter. Yeah. Now, so, yeah. <laughs> but... uh, yeah, this, this album, I mean, this track specifically repeats so many aspects of it that it gets old very fast. Three out of ten, it's a chop. I don't know why it exists. This is, I think, the first time I've ever done this on an album review. I gave this song a zero out of ten. Oh, I get there. I hate it. I get there. Yeah. Not yet. Um, Track 12, big difference. Uh, I hate this song. It sucks. And this is one of the ones that she used to uh, promote the yes. album days before it uh-huh. came. She gave a snippet. I feel like I've heard it before. She uses this triplet motive that we've all heard before. The beat is basic. Heard it almost the exact same beat in a few songs. Minor key riff played by Bells this time. Uh, 
Um, yes. And it's then... predictable and not original. And the rapping honestly sounds like a little Debbie, Crayshawn, early to 2010s era white girl rapping. And it's not giving. Um, there's in the beginning, there's like a and then the piano comes the, in. It's in the too, it, yeah. Yes. Yes. And the bells. It's Except not as only, good. but not as good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I said the chorus is a little fun. Like my hundreds blue. Bad bitches. Yeah, I keep them by the two. I keep saying that around the house, too. Yes. Um, it's a big difference between me and you. Three out of ten. I hate the song. And then, um, then towards the end of the song, a hammer hitting metal thing starts happening. It's like you're clanking a bunch of pots and pans Break in the jump? background. I don't know what like it when is. When you hit like a tire, like a tire iron, like kind of. Yeah. But it and that on top of that, mer mer, and the piano is too much going on for me. It was very chaotic. Um, and then the last line is horrible. She says, "They ain't the one or the two or the three or the four, so don't add up to me." And then it just ends. Yeah, the song sucks. I saved this one. I gave it a five out of ten. I gave it another three out of ten. Track 13, Red Ruby Sleeves. This is one of the ones that came out like a year and a half ago. Um, something like that. It's been out for a while. So I Wait, feel see, like... I'm confused because it wasn't listed as one of the singles. It is one of the singles, I think. Or even if it's not a single, it's been out for forever. I think they just retroactively added it to the album to, oh, maybe. to pack the okay. track list. Yeah. It is solid, simple, classic Nikki. Mm -hmm. It is safe. It's nothing amazing. The snap clapping rhythm is catchy at the beginning. I love the line where she goes, wanna be Chun Li's. And mm -hmm. she uses the, uh oh. Yes, I wrote that too. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. So that I would consider more of a sample because she's doing more, uh, even if she's using the rest of the song, I don't notice it as much. But I do think she takes the rhythm from that song. Okay. Like it has a very, yes, yeah. Um, it kind of sounds like a Rihanna song, honestly, because uh, about one minute in, she sounds like Re with her voice over auto tune. Yeah, that part, yeah. That, which I swear we've heard Rihanna sing in a song, something Probably. similar. Yeah. Um, Dorito <laughs> is mad because that they nachos. Not here for the gun references all over this song either, but she's got some funny lines in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I said the right when she comes in from the beginning with the like the. <laughs> the drums and she just starts like hard rapping i'm like yes this is it's it's very chun li the rihanna song the where she sounds like she's singing a rihanna ben song dum, dun, dun, dun. yeah it's yeah. the everybody take shot shot shots oh i call the shot 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 i call the shot yes it's literally the same um i like the the part where you said the chun li she goes only on them seas if it's the breeze. Bat, red ruby, the sleeves, Chinese on my sleeve. They want to be Chun Li's anyway. Ni hao. And she, yeah, she does say ni hao. <laughs> it's not the proper um, no, pronunciation. It's yeah. not. But I speak Chinese just so everyone knows. I'm ni not hao. Like, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, There's also some. Xie xie. No, we're going to stop while we're ahead. Xie xie. That was better. Okay. Um, She. There's more. In the background of this song, which is kind of giving like classic Nikki. Super hot. Um, I kind of like the bad gal don't da 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 part. It's kind of like a flow. Um, and she says, "When the queen leave, just want to come out like a cockroach." Ew, <laughs> Until ew. I'm cooking in the kitchen like a pot roast. That new specter, we don't fill potholes. Dorito, <laughs> mad they not chose. That was like what you said. It's a pretty good mm -hmm. verse. 
And then this is the one where she says, these <laughs> slow men, they slower than sloths. Sloths. <laughs> um, and then she goes, see the differences, I run businesses, if I employ you, what your business is. It's like, she does that like character thing again. Suck my business, you gotta yes. like my business, yes. get my yes. like yeah. my business, cause I pull up and I'm setting. Yeah. Um, and so I said, this is one of the ones that I think I'm going to find myself like going back to, to listen to. Um, I gave it an eight out of 10. I gave it 6.5. It's still not great. It's Gosh, just, it's kind of average. It's safe. Been matching up recently. Track 14, Forward from Trini. I hate it. 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 I okay. hate it. I said, I cannot tell what the Jamaican artists are saying for the most part, like at all. However, I do appreciate that Nikki is making music for the culture that she comes from. That's what I said. And less yes. known artists yeah. appreciate like uh, featuring people who, mm -hmm. who uh, are not on like top 20 charts. Um, but I also don't like it. I'm probably never going to listen to it again. The accordion coming in at the end is so, so chaotic weird. and weird. But again, I don't know if that's like a cultural reference that we're just not getting. I gave it a three out of 10. It's basic. It's a four out of 10 for mm -hmm. me. But like I said, I do like that she, it seems like on every album, I think there is like a, a, a Caribbean inspired song that is like Nikki going back to her roots and giving music for people that she is from. Roman Reloaded had Trinity Dem gunshot. girls at me. Wow. Oh. Pink Print, I think, has Trini Dem Girls. Yeah, so she, she always has, like, a one one song, which I can appreciate. That's nice. Track 15. Pink Friday Girls. So she samples Cindy Lauper. Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Mm -hmm. I should love it, but again, it's not very original because she uses nearly the entire... Girls just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. so she uses basically the entire song in the background the whole time. Okay, but I'm so gay. This is the vibe of Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. Wish there were more songs like this. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just, it's not, it's not that creative though. There's not much to say about it. I because just, Cindy Lauper is mm -hmm. retroactively doing the most. Yeah, in the song. I did say, okay, Cindy Lauper, and then I said, this gives very Pink Friday. Like, the beat and the production is giving me a taste of the original album. Well, Roman Reloaded, specifically, like you said. Um, and she references Super Bass in this. Um, she says, when the sun hits his eyes, like when a star, star twinkle in the night. She does the, um, yeah. It's, uh, what did she say? Something in his eye. Like Pelican fly, I mean, like Pelican fly. I mean, he's so shy. I'm loving you, Ty. Like, then, sicker than the guy with yes, the thing in his eye. Exactly. Eyes. So she kind of she calls back to super bass, and she even mentions super bass. She says he got that super bass, make my heart skip a beat. I mean, and when she says he got that super bass, the beat from super bass, the song is played for like two measures. So she like actually is calling back to Super Bass and calling back to the original Pink Friday. Again, copying this. and pasting work she's already done. Yes. But because it's only for two On top of somebody else's copied and yeah. pasted song. So like I'm I'm not exactly happy with this album and we're fifteen tracks in. I said I feel like this is more of what people were expecting when she called the album Pink Friday 2. Mm -hmm. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 because it's probably the one that I would maybe listen to again. You're too nice. It's 7 out of 10. I mean, Nikki's made songs way better than this that That's were true. more original. That's true. Yeah. Track 16, Super Freaky F R E. Okay. 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 I'm so tired of hearing this song. It's. It has been out for so long. If the lead up to an album is too long, it can kill the love for some of the songs on it. Like, no one listens to Set Fire to the Rain, Hello anymore. 
because the rolling this in the, the same deep thing happened with played. unholy by sam smith and kim Petras. yes too. the lead yeah. up with this track i'm over it i'm over it i don't want to hear it i already don't like the instrumental that's being sampled um her rapping is slow but i guess they decided to do that because it's easier for a more general audience to understand and vibe it was much more of a pop track i would mm -hmm. say um, to me, it gives elementary, like it's, it's very uninspired and kind of basic. Now the bridge, she raps super fast and I love it, but the words are again, uninspired. It just feels very cookie cutter. Um, and also we've heard the song a bajillion times before this album came out. I give it a seven out of 10. Okay. So I have very similar feelings with this one. Um, I said another sample and then I said, TikTok ruined this song mm -hmm. because I tried to put myself in the mindset of this is the first time I'm hearing this song. And I think it makes sense for Pink Friday. It gives very much Anaconda, which I know is on the pink print. It does. But it's it's that similar, like, where I feel like the she samples it and the rapping is actually pretty decent at some points. Um, if, if this was the first time that I had ever heard it, like when the album dropped, it would make sense on the album. And I think it, I would like it more, but just because TikTok overplayed it so much, I don't like it. Um, so I also gave it a seven out of 10. Also, again, what is with half the album being borrowed instrumentals from other songs that are complete works on their own? It's a similar critique that I have of like the classical world where like all the composers copy each other and everything yeah. sounds very samey. Um, and that's why people don't like classical music a lot because of it's it's boring yeah. because it feels like everything sounds exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You have to be trained to hear the minute differences between them. It's a critique that I have of my own field that I also have of this album. Why are you copying and pasting so many people's original stuff that already exists mm -hmm. to just then rap over it it's it's giving lazy yeah and she said this is her favorite album she's ever made and she hyped it up so much and i'm like girl what did what did you do on this album though like i'm starting to get kind of gaslit at this part of the album because you know if you look at the production on this album there are so many songwriters and producers on each track that it's like you know she stepped into the studio for 20 minutes for each track to lay down her verses and someone else did all of the yeah. the production and all of the instrumentals and she kind of probably just barked orders at people and told them what to do and i think she's a victim of her own success she can ha she can get anybody to give her samples and drop beats for her and all this stuff and she doesn't have to be original and it shows on this album i think um and so this is, a, I, on Twitter, a lot of people are saying the same stuff that you've been saying about Are they? Because No, I've no, been, they are. I've been hearing a lot of people be like, this album slaps. No, I well, it. I've seen that, but I've also seen that people are like, why is half the album samples? And, and, not, and a sample is a portion of a song that no, you and use. and that's what yeah. I'm getting at. Beyonce's Renaissance has a ton of samples as well. However... I'm going to give Beyonce some flowers here. Maybe it's her producers. I don't know. She, when she samples, it is not the entire song. It's like a, let me take this and rework it into me. Mm -hmm. And Nikki is not doing that. And honestly, Beyonce's Lemonade album, to me, was so successful because one of the originality and the mm -hmm. her opening up emotionally when she's like a robot mm -hmm. superstar. 
But on Hold Up, she samples a song that has existed since Parks and Rec started airing. Mm-hmm. And like... I didn't, I had no idea what the song and was. And everyone samples. But she but... used the sample in such a way that it sounded like it was her own original work. Exactly. I feel like that is more successful sampling-wise than what's going on no, here. No, and that's what people on Twitter are saying. It shows Beyonce's Renaissance, 10 samples. Nikki's Pink Friday 2, 6 samples. However, Beyonce's sample, she still made her own. So it's not as like, come on, girl, what are you doing? Whereas with Nikki, she's literally just rapping on top of the sample. Which I hate because I we do like Nikki. We don't want to come off like we, like we, we don't like, like we, Nikki. The reason I yeah I don't I wouldn't consider myself a borb because I don't like Queen and I didn't really listen to Pink Print and I obviously don't love this album. But what attracted me to Nikki, what attracted me to Nikki back in the day, was the originality. She was doing something that no other rappers were doing, and that's what put her in the map. She was kind of like the Lady Gaga of the rap scene. Yes, a hundred percent. And now I feel like she's just copying what's trendy and what all the other rappers who were getting on Mm -hmm. um, like Spotify playlists, like people, I think she's just copying what's trendy because she doesn't have to be original anymore. Yeah. She doesn't technically have to to make her a coin, but it's... Well, she could literally retire today. It's disappointing yeah. to me as a fan of the creative Nikki that now she's kind of just doing what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Next song, Bomb Bomb. Another painfully short song. Like, I, this one might be the shortest one. I, I don't know, on the album, but... It's it's kind of a unique sound, though. I feel like this is something where it was a little bit more experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did appreciate that. Um, and then she has some good flow here. Uh, they say, my price ridiculous. I don't like just tight and vicious. Hit them lights to lick this. I give my ass some kisses. Yeah. You don't like my yes. dick because yeah. I pull up yeah. and I'm stuck. But, but that's the second time she's used yeah, that exact right. same you're right. Uh, you're right. reference to Stupid ah, Ho. You're right. Um... Overall, the song doesn't go anywhere. 5.5 out of 10. Okay, I actually like this one. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. Okay, so this song sounds a lot like, I endorse this message. I yes, endorse yeah. this message. I am Nicki Minaj and I support this message. Mm-hmm. But it also, again, samples. I think this is a proper sample by using the same rhythm, just changing the words. Get my, you don't like my Disney, get my ass some kisses mm-hmm. cause I pull up and I'm something but it ain't a stump man. Mm-hmm. From Stupid Host. So she's referencing two songs that she's already made in it. So I still critique it. But I'm not going to lie. It's one of the better songs in the album and I can't really explain it. And sometimes it's so short, sometimes you have a guilty pleasure song that kind of just hits your, your brain neurons. Yeah. It's your brain neurons. I think it's because she isn't relying on sound effects i said references but i don't know what i was thinking when i wrote that because i literally just wrote that she references two of her own songs it's simpler than the rest of the track list and she's showing what made her famous it's her rapping style Mm -hmm. the attitude and how she can change character i hear more character in the song so anyway i gave it a 7.5 out of 10 i think that's probably more generous than i should be but the the track kind of stands out to me I, I can't fully explain it. Honestly, the last time I listened to it, I did like it more than the first couple times I listened to it. I will agree. It. So maybe I need to give it more time. But Track 18, My Life. I love the beat. 
question mark exclamation point i i don't know why is this track so late in the album was my first note it's fun the soft piano in the background is giving although the singing parts are terrible the singing parts are terrible but the beat in the piano i feel like this would have do you not know what the sample is no this is another sample from blondie who trixie mattel went to see blondie in person and katya was like oh that one song Oh no. So it's another it's a sample I didn't even know. It's from like Blondie is is that like a 70s band or something? Yeah. Anyway, um this track I feel like should have been earlier in the album because it is not a standout track necessarily, Mm -hmm. but it has, if I'm remembering correctly, it has an energy that feels like it continues on the flow of of like the excitement that artists will typically put like their exciting songs front loading is what it's called Mm -hmm. at the beginning of an album and she started with something emotional and then goes into the excitement i feel like my life could have fit right after barbie dangerous or a little bit Mm -hmm. after to keep that flow um instead of waiting for it at the end of the album but also i'm still gonna critique her for using another sample yeah um i'm like this is like now it's just all samples at this point you might as well call this album um, samples of people i like yeah and i wrote this was pretty unexpected and i don't i don't know if i thought like it's unexpected because it's just different i said i don't live though like to me the beat with this sample makes zero sense and maybe it's because i know the original song are you listening to it right now yeah Okay, so, okay, that's good. You're right. Hearing it again, that's good. But when the... Like, I feel like we could play that song driving, like, in the summer on an afternoon with nothing better to do, and we'd just be, like, vibing. Yeah. Like, it's not crazy, and it's not terrible. It's kind of right in the middle, maybe. For me, though, because of the beat and the way she's rapping, and because I know the original song... I feel like it is not meshing to a point where I'm like, it makes it feel like it's getting thrown out of whatever key. There's we're that in. dissonance. Like, it it was too much. Are you talking about the sample? Yes, like the sample, the the sample mixed with the beat. It, it's almost like they're in two different keys, even though I know a beat isn't in a key. Technically, they are. But um. Yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't, it, it really wasn't working for me. And I feel bad to say it, but I gave it a two out of 10. Oh, wow. I really wasn't feeling this Big one, wow. I guess. Yeah. Big boobs. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, I don't know why I like that one so much. Um. Well, I didn't like it so much. I won't say that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do the next one and I'll start. Nikki Hendrix. 19, featuring Future. Future's voice is horrible. Oh, I just clipped the mic. Uh, Future's voice is so distorted on top of the fact that he just mumbles. I can't Mm -hmm. understand a single word in his first part of the intro. He has the intro and, like, the first verse. Mm -hmm. The intro... There's no consonants whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it's just the slur of vowels. Mm Mm-hmm. He, like, winds out of his nose. Why is he on here? He throws the vibe off so bad. If you're a Future fan, I'm sorry, but he sounds terrible. If the rest of his music sounds like this, I don't understand why he's famous and I'm not. I'll just throw it out there. I'm sorry I'm rich and you're not. He sounds terrible. (laughs) Like, 
like, I don't mean to sound like, like you said, like a, a Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Isn't it funny his initials are BS because he's full of it? Um, but I also don't want to sound like an ignorant, like, out of touch, let's just say a white person. But from a musical perspective, I cannot understand why he would be appealing in any way, shape, or form. I it, it drives me insane how bad his intro is on this album. Like, I'm I'm offended that I had to listen song. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's basically a future song featuring Nikki. She doesn't show up until, like, 151, 152. I, I timed it. Girl, it's, I literally wrote, why do I not hear Nikki until two minutes into the song? Two minutes into the, into the freaking uh -huh. song. He so we sounds do have like, a lot of the same critiques. He sounds like people who think that they can run, like the people on TikTok, and then they just whine out of their nose and go, ah. that's that's how he runs in the song. He can't sing. And he's auto-tuned to hell and back, obviously. Um, when Nikki comes in, it's the exact same melody from the verses in Young Forever. I Did don't you know. notice? Mm -hmm. Um uh I remember when you would say, we'd be one day, we'd be one day. I remember why, da, da, da. I don't know I come one May, baby boy, oh, you'll be yeah. young for... Okay. It's the exact same melody. I can play it back to back right now, but I'm not going to because I'm too lazy. Um, and I'll get sidetracked because ADHD. She, at this point, I was like, she's reusing not only so much of other people's material with these quote samples but she is using so much of her own material that already exists i'm like why didn't you why didn't you just like release a deluxe version of pink friday or pink friday well, she'd Reloaded. already done it three times i know <laughs> for those of you who are of the unwashed ilk she had pink friday her debut album and then she had pink friday roman reloaded which acted as a second album because she had mm -hmm. so much new material but it was basically a re-release and then she had Roman reloaded the re-up, which was a proper, like, well, deluxe re-release. Friday, Roman reloaded deluxe edition before the re-up. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So she's she's really been through with the Pink Friday, and she's released a lot of material, and it seems like all she's doing is just calling back to old material mm -hmm. here. And I'm not trying to not give her credit for the stuff that she did create on here, but it's so lacking that mm -hmm. it's, it's glaringly obvious. Um... It's to the point where instead of feeling referential... Oh, I already did that. I already did that. Um, this song is a 0 out of 10. Nikki, Nikki Hendrix, my my like slimmed down version that I put next to the, the, the score when I really want to make a point. This song sucks. It's terrible. How did anyone at any label listen to this and think, this is good, we should release it for money? I feel like you should pay me for me having to listen to this show of... Um, a song and Future's horrible vocals. I said, um... I'm offended. Future in the beginning, the autotune vocal distortion is way too much. Um, and then this is where I said a lot of times when Nikki features someone, it's like they are featuring her. Why do we not hear her until two minutes into the song? And then I said, this song is very boring. Like, it's literally hard to make it through the whole song. It just does not draw your attention at all. There are some pretty harmonies at the end. And the outro is very weird. Apparently, I wrote beep, beep. Maybe there's some beeping going on. I don't know. I don't feel like listening to the song again to find out, though. I gave it a three. If you think this is good... Okay, we don't want to get demonetized. Yeah. If you think that that sloppy mashed, pota mashed potatoes... <laughs> 
the vocal delivery is good. Uh, y- you are free to um, never have a musical opinion again in your life. As a artist myself, and the fact that he is so rich and famous, uh, and I'm over here like toiling away in a bedroom studio at home and can't get any streams and recognition from anyone other than my sister-in-law. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, it's not funny. I'm genuinely joking. I'm genuinely pissed off that people will pay for that. Yeah. I'm genuinely mad that I had to listen to that and that she put it on the album. Yeah. Sorry to, I cut you off again because I'm so angry. I feel like Corinne right now. We're going on the next, on to the next. Blessings feet Tasha Cobbs Leonard. This is the song that I said kind of reminds me of Ray. A little bit. I don't know why. Girl. And then I said, <laughs> um, girl be singing. The, the the featured artist is, she's singing. Okay. And I said, it's a little too religious for my liking, but go off, sis. And then at one point she goes, Jesus! Or whatever. And hey, that I was, wasn't too bad. And then, um... And then after that, I wrote BORING in all caps. Um, I love that I just looked at myself in the mirror again because I haven't done it in a minute to make sure everything's still in place and my hood's off. I was like, who the heck do I think I am giving these <laughs> blistering critiques of famous when people we look like when this. I look like this? Okay. Um, of course, the best feature on the album, maybe besides Lil Wayne because he, he cracks me up. His voice mm-hmm. cracks me up. Um, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Now, uh, this is also too Jesusy for me, and it feels a little like gospel-y, like we must share the gospel with you, mm-hmm. or, or or you're unwashed or something. Of course, the best feature on the album gets a smaller portion of the song than every other feature on the freaking yeah. album. It's like let her sing. Damn, she's so good. Yeah, and she's belting. It's a basic beat. It doesn't stand out in any way from the rest of the album. This is the kind of song you play when you aren't actually listening or perhaps want to fall asleep while taking a substance of some sort. You know what I mean? I got I got friends of, that are of the, the washed ilk. When Tasha comes in, I all cap said, why isn't she singing the whole time? She comes out of nowhere with this gospel song. And at this point, it gets super corny. And it's an ode to Jesus as much as they say his name in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 it should have had way more of her singing. I'm so mad that they didn't put... Like, who approved this album? Who compiled it? Who helped work on it? Because I don't think any of you have any taste if you had that talent of a singer on it, regardless of the topic she's singing about, mm-hmm. and you only used her for, like, a chunk of one song on the album. <laughs> you. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Because you bombed so hard by not letting her be more on this track. But you'll feature future for an entire song? Absolutely not. And that little white girl on Cowgirl? No. She's actually featured on two songs. Lord is. I'm so angry at who decided this would be a great product to put out. I also gave it a three. Because even though that girl can sing, it's boring. Yeah, okay. it's horrible. 21, the last, last time, time I, I saw, saw you. you. This was a single, I think. It's, yeah, it came out a few weeks before the album. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe months. months. Yeah. I... This song is way more pop, so it fits my vibe. But it's still kind of understated and boring. The melody is simple and boring. And also, Nikki used to sing way more than she does. Mm-hmm. And it shows. Like, her singing is uninspired on this track. I said... It's fine. Three out of ten. <laughs> it is a seven out of ten. I Girl, don't... You're in, you need to listen to that again. Maybe at this point I was tired. 
I think I was tired. Imagine how tired we are. Because, um, nah. I think I was <laughs> tired because literally when just the memories came on, my note was, I'm tired. <laughs> so why don't we just get into the last song? Um, t- track 22. We've made it. We're, we, we made it, guys. If you're still with us through all of that ranting, you're a real one. I think the issue was when I finished last time I saw you, I thought that was the last track on the album. And then I was like, oh my God, there's one more. Oh, God. Which is never a good sign. Also, apparently on the physical edition, the physical releases, like the vinyl and the CD, it's only a 10-track album, come to find out. Very odd. And just the memories is the intro. Yeah. On the physical edition. Like, they rework the whole order. I'm like, what? You know what that tells me? As a songwriter, when you get done with compiling the songs that you've been making for Mm -hmm. like a record and you're trying to decide what fits the overall theme and what you want to put out as like a collection you know there's supposed to be a purpose there's a track order typically yeah i mean you can throw a track list together if that's if you don't care that much but typically what you're going to do if you put in that much work to create 10 12 22 songs is you're going to try to tell some kind of story or you're going to have some kind of flow that fits the listening vibe just the memories make sense at the end because it's like looking back on the memories Mm -hmm. yes i agree and Mm. i'm not saying that it doesn't fit as an intro based on the the digital editions you mean last time i saw you no i mean just the memories. just the memories is the opener on the 10th it's the opening on the physical you said last time i saw you oh i'm sorry yeah but the uh, the track list is like completely wonky between the digital and the physical releases which either tells me one she actually didn't care that much about the the artistry or telling a story on the album and just was like yeah whatever whatever is gonna work just do it you know like Mm -hmm. don't don't bother me with that or the physical editions were finalized before the digital edition and then they decided oh well we're just gonna add a bunch of songs add a bunch of songs to the digital edition and kind of just hodgepodge and it she together did, like have all those delays so maybe that's and can i case. also say you know that vinyl costs extra and you know the cd probably costs well i'm gonna bet the cd does not cost more than the digital version but i'm gonna bet money that the vinyl because vinyl pressing costs more Mm because you're using more resources and you get like half the music and you get less than half the digital version of the album i'm like you if the if the pricing is not fair you might be scamming people Mm -hmm. anyway just the memories i said i'm tired i memories don't live like people do they always remember you. Those... There's never been another you. Can I be honest? I said that, that sounds like a Taylor Swift song. Girl, I said that sounds like a Katy Perry song. Ugh. Yep. Like the lyrics are it's so corny. uninspired. But but you just proved my point. My other point that I was mm-hmm. gonna say. The lyrics are boring and uninspired. Like truly, when I say uninspired, it's like. You're just throwing together last minute words that will rhyme together that have mm-hmm. something to do with memories. You said one, what some people would call a basic white pop female artist. Yeah. And I said what people very much after this Time Magazine article and the Riff Raff coming after it, it, a lot of people consider a basic white girl pop star. Mm-hmm. We both referenced yeah. similar categories of people 
and it kind of just approved my uninspired like it could you could attach those lyrics to any she said generic pop star crush in fifth grade stabbed in the neck with a switchblade yeah, girl that's, what that's traumatic that is trauma yeah why didn't i hear a rap about that she did where in this song she raps about it yeah for like one verse okay yeah it's like one <laughs> line okay i said she has some okay bars there's one part where she goes they do ooh, 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 ooh. <gasps> i put that really do, ooh, ooh, ooh. and i laugh out loud she literally sounds she literally sounds like she went out of the key and it was like a miss a mishap vocal they do, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and they kept, <laughs> they kept it. it they kept it y'all it's horrible <laughs> Oh, God. I said it's an okay closer. Five out of ten. I gave it a five out of ten. I've obviously talked a lot. I'm going to try to find the and play just that snippet. Why don't you give uh, your final thoughts? Because it looks like you have some. Yes. So I'm going to tell y'all what my fave songs on the album are. We got Barbie Dangerous, Let Me Calm Down, Red Ruby DeSleaze, Pink Friday Girls, and an honorable mention to FC... Whoa, FTCU if Waka Flocka was cut. So I have five tracks that I think if you're if you're a Nikki fan, um and you feel like listening to the album but you're you don't want to commit to 22 tracks, go listen to those five. Um overall thoughts. I saw a tweet saying we wanted super bass starships, va va voom, and Nikki gave us nothing of the sort. And I agree. Like, when I heard Pink Friday 2, I was thinking... Did you just say... Wait, did you reference somebody else when you said that? It was a tweet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I really thought that we were going to get, like, Whip It, Automatic, Pound the Alarm, Va Va Voom, uh, Stupid Ho, uh, Come on a Cone. Like, all these tracks. I just thought it was going to be more... Um, in that time period, there was... A heavy influence from like pro- like i was saying before producers and production value like a lot of electronic stuff going on there was a lot of like the chorus is like a dance beat like um pound the alarm you know so i thought we were gonna get some of some stuff like that and we didn't but then that also made me think of another thing it's like Oh, I found it. Oh, okay, good, because I need to... Did you hear that? I'm going to turn it up so you can... It was giving Mariah Carey... The do, you, you, do. Um, it's bad. And and so, I, I said the thing... Did you hear what I was saying, Gunter, while you were searching... Uh, how like we were expecting super bass starships blah, blah, boom, whip it automatic well i mean um, she called the album pink friday okay, too that's so that's what, what else saying. were we supposed to expect other than fun poppy blends with rap i said do you think it's fair to expect an artist to not want to evolve and then i said or do you think she shot herself in the foot by calling the album pink friday 2 and not delivering a second pink friday um, I absolutely think she shot herself in the foot. I, I think that naming the album Pink Friday 2 after listening to it and it having 
just copied and pasted references, but no spiritual successors to mm. any of the tracks and characters on the actual Pink Friday albums. She absolutely shot herself in the foot because that's going to that it you are insinuating that it is going to be a a sequel to the content that you've already given before. Yeah. But it sounds like a completely different world where you're just taking With bits and pieces. Bits. Yeah. I would not call this album an evolution. I think it's a step in her artistry and her business ideas as an artist because i mean let's be real some of these songs are only on here because she can make money off of them because people will stream it people she, will listen she literally said i didn't want to put everybody on the album and then i just did anyway and then billboard said it's the best yeah and whatever <laughs> i i see this as a d evolution and as opposed to an evolution because it is it is a step back from her own creativity Taking other people's material and having producers like mix it in and then throw a beat on it and then you just rap over it, you're not changing the game. It's yeah, I just while you were saying that you're I, not creating anything new. How are you mm -hmm. evolving if you're using other people's stuff? I thought that, like, honestly, even though I didn't like Queen, Queen was more creative. Yeah, like, like this album, I realized yesterday but i didn't say it yet it makes me want to go and listen to queen all the way through again because i feel like i will appreciate what i thought was basic you know samesy mm -hmm. um beats and stuff i think i will retroactively or retrospectively appreciate some of the songs on there a little bit more because at least they were more creative yeah like The originality is lack is sorely, sorely lacking from this album. And I feel bad saying it because obviously she thinks, well, at least the way she's talked about it is she thinks that she has put out the best art of her life and it's been the most like inspirational mm -hmm. process getting these and songs. And you never want to poo-poo that. And I don't like, like yeah, yeah, like from artist to artist, like if that's how you feel about it, I'm not trying to yuck your yum. But as an artist who makes music I understand that, like, being inspired by people and borrowing stylistic sounds and ideas and instrumentations and even beats sometimes, like, borrowing those concepts and kind of tw twisting them to make them your own. That's more acceptable, I guess, to me mm -hmm. than just copying and pasting, like... You can go onto Logic and drag the Billie Eilish song in, double click it and say, play at two times speed with the pitch up. And it will do that. That requires no creative effort. And then you just rap over it. And not a lot of rapping. Yeah. That's the entire theme of the album. I don't, um, I don't see it as an I evolution. I will say there are four more <clears throat> songs coming. Um, one that of, didn't make the original track list. So yes. how exciting are they going to be? Well, one of them is called Roman and Malibu. And so I'm excited to hear that because that's what I was expecting was some Roman. You know what I mean? But if she if she releases the songs as singles that are just like tie in, like mm -hmm. these are these are spiritual. Well, I part think of... it's for and then it'll, it'll be the deluxe version. OK. Yeah. But why weren't those songs on the original? Like if you're calling it Pink Friday 2 and you're making no references to your character that was throughout your Pink Friday yeah. albums. But then it's going to be like a, a deluxe 
call, like throwback track. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you. Why are we calling it Pink Friday too? Yeah, that's my biggest thing. I would have liked to if you wanted to call <clears throat> the album Gag City, it would have made more sense because it's not Pink but, Friday. Yeah, too. she's been referencing this Gag City, yeah. but I don't know if I heard a Gag City there's reference not, at all no, in the album. There's not. I I know there's not because I'm confused. Okay. We got to wrap this up because it's yeah, getting it's, so long. It's a long episode. Right now, I want you to rank your favorite Nikki albums. <clears throat> or if you want me to go first, I can. But um, Yeah, you go first. It's gonna take Number one, Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. Number two, The Pink Print. Number three, Pink Friday, The Basic Version. Number four, Pink Friday 2. Number five, Queen. I don't count Roman the re-up whatever as its own album. Yeah, so no, it's just a, yeah. it's just like a re-release mm-hmm. deluxe. Yeah, Pink Friday Roman Reloaded is my top Nikki album. I would honestly say I feel like there's a few more songs on Queen that I like than on the original Pink Friday. So I might say Queen, Pink Friday, Pink Print, and then this one. This one's oh, the worst to me. Okay. Yeah, I think I do need to re-listen to Queen. And we did talk about how we think it's more creative. Final query for you. Okay. Is Nicki Minaj the queen of rap? Not right now. Ooh! I think she used to be, but like I think Megan the Stallion would probably be closer to that title now. And I don't even listen to Meg. I don't listen to her. Apparently Doja Cat was asked to be featured on this album and she declined it. What Doja Cat is literally going off the rails. Yeah. I feel like she's having a Britney Spears moment. I mean, no insensitivity to Britney Spears. I mean, but she like, shaved her head. She yeah. shaved her head. She's <laughs> like, she's like cursing out her fans for, for being uh-huh. fans. Um, and her music is super weird right now. It's I, always been a little weird, but it's getting weirder. I still think that Nikki, I would still give her queen of rap only because no one was doing it like her. And she really, I feel like brought rap queens can be overthrown i know i'm just saying she's the original queen of rap in the in the sense that she brought rap music to the forefront of pop when it was always kind of a side character yeah which not that you have to rap music does not have to appeal to the pop audience that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying is nikki changed the rap game like she said she did she did she did change the rap game uh do i think that the queen is getting older and maybe a little tired. Yeah. I feel like this album was released for a contractual obligation so that her record label and her would stay on time and make money. Young money. Because they know people will listen to it. I don't think it was created as like a passionate art project. Yes. I think the queen, she's kind of becoming Queen Elizabeth. You know, she's kind of on her way out, which is sad because she still clearly could. I mean, Missy Elliott has been making music for how long? Like, I don't want Nikki's career to just fizzle out. I don't either, but, like, this album is so uninspired. And she's she's been rapping about the same topics, mm-hmm. the same way that, like, people's criticism of Adele, which is fair, is she's always singing about relationships. Like, that's her bread and butter. If it bores you, it bores you. Like, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, same thing. It's always about breakups and how she's going to get one over on the guy that broke up with her and all this stuff. Like... It's the same topics over and over and over again. And Nikki's doing the same thing because her topics are all about like having sex and kind of being a little raunchy. And maybe that feels like an ownership and being of the queen of, yeah. And being the queen and like rap and hip hop have a lot of like 
references to like the artist's ego and how they feel dominant in their field and in their area because people try to put them down so they try to reclaim but like you've been singing and rapping about stuff like that since your first album over a decade ago it's getting old it's getting old yeah so overall we didn't love the album <laughs> we want to know your thoughts though if you want to read us for filth do it do it in the comments put it in the comments maybe we're missing something like i'm not gonna lie i feel like i've come up with more creative raps like on the spot at work like when i'm substituting okay. mm -hmm. teenagers and i'm like and the chemistry table set the fire ignite and then you take the sodium chloride and you pour it in fire i don't like i don't know like i mean that was not your best work right no there. it wasn't <laughs> I've, I've have done better i have done better but yeah it's just it's the same it, it was too it was too it was like it and it's it's a fine balance because we're saying it's too repetitive copycat but we also wished it was more copycat of Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. Or so, just at least had the spirit Reminiscent, of it. yeah. Okay, well, that was our review of Pink Friday 2. PF2, <sighs> Gag City. Are you gagging? I'm not. Where's our I'm not gagging? I'm not gagging. <laughs> That's our overall thought of the album. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and threads at UpOutPod. You can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, Up and Out Pod. even though I think morally and ethically we're going to have to stop posting yeah, on there. Yeah. Facebook at UpOutPod. TikTok at Up and Out Pod. YouTube at Up and Out Pod. I sound as inspired as she did on this album. In uh, Trevor, you can follow on Instagram at Trevor T. Van Vliet if he allows it. You can follow me, Gunter. Instagram and threads at Gunter McCourt, <clears throat> X on Gunter McCourt, same caveat, TikTok, Blue Sky, Facebook, and my website are all at Gunter the Singer. If you want to email us topics, news, questions, or uh, ask us for our advice, because we do be loving to give advice, um, you can email us at upandoutpod at gmail.com. And uh, if you made it this far and you're a real fan, go listen to Gunter's music. Yeah, the next <laughs> album is well on its way. And also, yeah. I'll let you see what I look like after this wig because i can't i can't do it anymore ow Ugh. i was wearing a bald cap and everything oh god girl i don't know if you want to show that bye <laughs> bye bye see you next time <laughs> i do like reading yes i do like The Up and Out podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only, okay? Don't take everything we say too seriously. Nothing we say is intended as legal or medical advice. All opinions shared by the hosts are theirs alone and do not reflect the beliefs and opinions of anyone else or any other organization.